Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And then I'm going to ask Christian to come up and pray for us this morning. The reading of the word. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is the reading of the word. Amen. Come on, Brother Christian. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to have another day that we get to live in your presence. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to have another service. And Father God, even though another day isn't given, we should allow, we should use every day to praise you. Father God, I ask you to bless the service, bless the speaker, and bless the rest of the ministry that is going forth. Father God, we ask that you would bless our families and those that are not in your household that want to know you. We ask that you heal those who are sick and give, give blessings to those who are poor. Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on and give God a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I blew anybody's mind. Are you still waiting for him to blow your mind? I dare you to praise him. Hallelujah. I need somebody to give him a praise. Being good. I didn't say your situation was good, but he's been good. If you get your mind off your situation and think about the guys you serve, you know he's been good. Even when we ain't been good. He's still being good. I dare you to tell your neighbor he's been good to me. So excuse me while I praise him. I don't know what he did to you. But I know what he's done for me. Uh, Y'all can't help me up in here. all the way to the house of God you said God I'm going to give you everything I got this morning and something stopped you something got on your nerves traffic made you mad you messed around and looked at your bank statement a creditor called you 
And now you can't dance. Because you're wondering. But the true worshipers. The true worshipers. The ones who don't need God to do nothing. But be God in their life. Say, God, if you did it before, you'll do it again. You better bless him. We getting ready to close out 2019. We're about to go into 2020. For those that don't know 2020, you, you watch 2020 on TV? Y'all better catch it. That means you about to go into double vision. That, that means you about to come out of lack of vision into seeing double vision. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. God's about to give somebody two dreams. Two dreams. Y'all better help me. to grab on somebody and say, I can't wait for what's about to happen. I'm going to make sure I close this chapter right. Let your enemies know you're still here. You're still shining. said you need to praise him because your praise is going to be you dropping luggage off. You about to switch flights. You can't bring what you had last year into what's about to happen in your life. Who am I talking to? Romans chapter 12. I'm going to try to be as quick as I can. Brief word, getting us ready for this new year that we're getting ready to walk into. A year of new things. New mountains to climb. New victories, new fights. A new praise. A new prayer life. Jesus. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now for an opportunity to break the bread of life with your people. I pray, Father God, that you would hide me behind the cross, that no flesh be glorified, that you would anoint my lips, Father, that you would keep me from error, that you would let this be good ground, that it would fall on good ground, that it would bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, and we give you glory. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. You cannot trample on this word. You cannot steal this word. We bind every distraction. We bind every hindrance. And Father, we thank you for what you are about to do in this place. In Jesus' name, have your way, Holy Ghost. And the church said, Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to get your mind right. It is time to get your mind right. As we close 2019 and we approach 2020, we want to approach it with a new mind. A mind with victory stamped on it. A mind with overcomer stamped on it. A mind with nothing more than a conqueror stomped on it. Y'all not going to say nothing. And the, the rise and fall of our walk is going to be based on how you go into this new year thinking. Yeah. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart. Now, we are triune beings. That means we have a body, we have a spirit, and we have a mind. Somebody say body, body. spirit, and mind. Luke chapter 10, 27 says this. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and with all your mind. When we think of the heart, I want you to point to your heart. Everybody point to your heart. Hallelujah, this is the right word for the right place. Every last one of you are wrong. Every last one of you are wrong. And a lot of times when we think about the heart, we think about what beats. But when the Bible talks about a heart, he talks about what thinks. Y'all better help me. Because your heart can't think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, so so your, your heart is really your mindset. The scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, not brain. <laughs> the heart is the throne of the thought life. Deep. The throne of the thought life. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart, for out of it flow all the issues of life. Listen, every issue you have, every issue you will ever face, every issue you are going with will not, uh, you, you have either gotten into trouble because of your mind and you're going to get out the same way. As a man thinketh, our enemy is after the throne of our thought life. Because whoever sits on the throne of my thought life directs my destiny. When I used to get high, I used to wake up with getting high on my mind. 
wake up. How I'm going to get some money so I can get high. Who I'm going to scheme, who I'm going to rob, what I'm going to do so I can get high. It was on my mind night and day. Couldn't sleep thinking about getting high. You ain't going to say nothing. Keep looking straight ahead because you will go in the direction of what you think the most. And I didn't have anything else in my mind but getting high. That's why when you go through a program, they tell you, they tell my mother, he's not able to do, he's not able to love you. Because love has to, love doesn't deteriorate from your heart, it comes from your mind. Love is a choice. And the reason you get caught up in relationships, you think the person has your heart, he has your mind, she has your mind. And I couldn't love my mother like I was supposed to love her because crack and cocaine had my mind. Y'all better help me. Somebody say, get your mind right. So Romans 7.25 says it like this. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus our Lord. So then I myself with my mind serve the law of God. But with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Colossians 3, 1 and 3 says, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things that are above where Christ is seated. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Somebody say mindset. I'll be talking about that in a minute. Here lies the conflict. My mind has to be set in heaven while my flesh is still on earth. Who therein goes the great battle. My mind has to be in heaven, but my, my, my flesh is here on earth. I have to have my mind on eternal, but my flesh is in temporal. I, y'all better come on. You, you know what's, what's amazing? Here's an amazing fact I had to find out and I had to research it. I know you are going to go research it. Do you know there has never been a successful brain transplant? There has never been, scientists have even went as far as trying to take a whole head and transplant a whole head. That, that you can have a heart transplant. Your heart can be uh, malfunctioning. Your health, heart can be unhealthy. And they can do a heart transplant. But, but they have no transplant for an unhealthy mind. Ain't, ain't that something? That God made the mind so complex that it is almost impossible. Matter of fact, it is impossible to take a brain from, from somebody and put it in another person's head. Once the brain is dead, you're dead. Your heart can stop beating. They can bring it back. Once your brain is dead, it's dead. My brother was shot. He was laying. We went and saw him laying. He was shot in the head, 23 years old, and he was brain dead. And he said, oh, we're going to have to either take him off. What do you want to do? Let the machines continue to help him breathe, but it couldn't help him think. Once you're dead, you're dead. Y'all not going to say nothing. So you can't transplant the brain. And God said, the only way, and I shared this with my brother last night. Think about this. What if you went your whole life, you're about 60, 70 years old, went your whole life choosing God. You've been serving God all your life because serving God is a choice. Choose ye this day who you will serve. 
It's a choice. Could you imagine going your whole life serving God, loving God, thinking about God? Your brain go out and they put a brain of an atheist in your head. I can only imagine. Y'all not going to say nothing. So our brain is very important now, now, which brings us to this great text. And I'm, I'm not going to be here long. Romans 1 and 2. And I, I really want to encourage you to read the whole chapter. Read the whole chapter. Because if, if I had time, I'd show you how through this text that how important we are to each other. And that what we are and do with what we possess is important. What we are to be is important. How we are to give is important. How we are to fight is important. But today, I want to focus on number one, how we are to change. Somebody say that don't sound good. Because we don't like change. How we are to change. And in chapter 12 of Romans, Paul has now come to a major junction in this letter. And he says, I beseech you. Somebody say, I'm begging you. Therefore, the first thing we have to understand is uh, whenever you see in scripture, therefore, you want to ask yourself the question, what is it therefore? And it's there for this. Uh, in the first chapter, uh, just a brief outline as I'm going to walk you right through Romans to see why it's there. In chapter one of Romans, God deals with God. We deal with God's wrath revealed against sinful, sinful humanity. Somebody say that's me. The depravity of man, how man has allowed sin to just pull him down. How man just does whatever's right in his own eyes. That men were sleeping with men and women with women and all kind of stuff was going on. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Read the book. Uh -huh. Chapter 2, he talks about the righteousness and impartial judgment of God on sin. Chapter 3, he talks about the entire world is guilty of sin. For all have fallen short of the glory of God. Somebody say all. And how grace, the grace of God, we are justified by faith. In chapter 4, he talks about Abraham's faith counted to him as righteousness. Chapter 5, reconciliation with God through faith in Christ. Chapter 6, he talks about being dead to sin and alive to Christ, free from sin. Verse 7, chapter 7, how he we are released from the law, the internal conflict with sin and flesh. Y'all better help me. And, and then he talks about in chapter 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God and that there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. In chapter 9, he talks about Israel's rejection and how God chose people who were not Jewish and engrafted us in. In chapter 10, he talks about salvation is made available to all. In chapter 11, he briefly pauses to have a hymn of praise about grace and mercy. I'm going to preach this thing. And in chapter 12, we come to this text and he says I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice herein lies the conflict church a sacrifice has to be dead a sacrifice has to be slaughtered a sacrifice can't talk back a sacrifice is laying on the altar of sacrifice but God you want me to be a sacrifice which is dead but you want me to be living and how can I live and die at the same time 
That, that is our Christian walk problem because God wants us to live a life that is dead to this world and alive to him. But we want to be alive to the world and dead to God. I'm preaching already. Y'all better help me up in here. We got to understand that if God is saying there is nothing you can give him with your fine and pretty self that is good enough to match up with what God has. And he says, all I need is your body. Y'all not going to say nothing. I need you to present your body unto me holy. Holy means not wearing white. Doesn't mean you tithe. Doesn't mean you go to church. Doesn't mean you shout all around the church. Doesn't mean you talk in tongues. Holy means you are separated. You are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose. Somebody say I'm holy. And I didn't choose to be holy. I was holy because God said be ye holy for I am holy. And when he called you, you became holy. Y'all not going to say nothing. He called you before the foundations of the world. He said before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you and called you and sanctified you and anointed you and ordained you and set you. Y'all better help me. That means I didn't have to do anything. I just had to be on God's mind. Present your body as a living sacrifice. Stop presenting your body to everything but God. Want to give God leftovers. If I was on the block, I'd say sloppy seconds. Y'all better help me. Don't make me preach. Present your body while you can. Not when you're 100 years old. Why you're 13? Why you're young and you still got strength? Why you want to wait for the devil to drag you all through hell? And they say, God, here I am. 70 years old, here I am. And I say, God can't use you. At 70, ain't nothing wrong with it if that's where you're at. But if you got sense in your head, you'd get on the board, on board train quicker than later. They're talking about, here I am, Lord, just as I am. But you ain't got nothing. You half can't, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Half can't walk, half can't, you ain't going to say nothing. And God can still use you. But why not give him your life in your youth? I know you young people think you know everything. Think, uh, and, and I know I, I never thought I'd get this old <laughs> to hear myself say that. I sound like, uh, I can't say I sound like my father, but I sound like somebody. <laughs> he ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> that, that you you got to learn from your elders. You gotta, They used to call me when I was out there trying to run behind thugs as a, hey, listen here, whippersnapper, let me, <laughs> let me talk to you, young blood. <laughs> you ever been called young blood? I ain't know what that meant. I thought it was cool. I'm young blood. Yeah, yeah, that's what they used to call me, young blood. Then I graduated to 40 old. Yeah, young blood could drink. Y'all better help me up in there. Uh huh. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about presenting my body to God. I presented my body to the club. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Present my body to the weed, the glory cloud. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Present my body to the liquor, to the bedroom, to the short stay. Y'all better help me up in here. Ooh, this next level. Amen. 
I present my body after I have some fun. Do you know bullets don't care who you present your body to? But he said, I want you to, to present your body. Listen, because of this grace, because of all that God has done, he, he said, I want you to present your body. Now, now, in order for me to, to present my body a living sacrifice, I have to go to Rome, I have to go to 1 Corinthians 15, 31, and, and I got to get on Paul's ship because he said, I die daily. Somebody say, I die daily. Some of y'all just die on Sunday. That's all good, but... You know, I'll be dead from 12 o'clock till he stop preaching. <laughs> then I'm getting back on the throne. Y'all better help me. Well, you ain't going to say nothing. If I go in your car right now and listen to your playlist, I know what you're talking about. You ain't going to say nothing. You got to die daily. Every day you wake up, you got to die. You got to say, not me. Lord, your will. You got to get like, some, some days it'll be like 1 Corinthians 9, where Paul said, I got to beat my flesh. Who? Now, I ain't telling you to get out there, because, you know, back then, religious folk, they took that stuff seriously. <laughs> they was laying down, they was, <laughs> y'all ever watch the movies where they be beating themselves? Hey, listen, we don't want that up in here. Y'all ain't going to do that anyway. Y'all be wearing tank tops and stuff. Y'all ain't going to break your, ain't going to be no beating of the flesh up in here. Y'all better help me. You can't even get dressed if you're doing that. So, but some days you just gotta beat. In other words, he's saying if you don't beat yourself, somebody gonna beat you. Oh, that's right. That's right. What? What? So I'ma just go ahead and beat myself. It's called fasting. Yeah. It's called denying myself. Because the Bible said if I don't deny myself and take up my cross, I can't even follow him. Do you know how when you when you you know when you're a sacrifice? Let me help some of y'all. It's gonna get good right about here. You about to start shouting. Hold on, get ready. Here it is. This is how you know you really saved for real. Anybody ever been asking? See, y'all gonna keep looking at me like I ain't breathe. I'm talking right to you. Like you ain't never thought, like you thinking now, am I really saved? Y'all ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Am I really going to heaven? Let me really, really. I'm going to tell you how you know you saved for sure. Because a living sacrifice means that I'm dead to the world, alive to God, but I still live in the world. Okay, they missed that. Let me go a little deeper. It means this. What you do, you like to do, but you don't want to do. But what you don't want to do, you keep doing. And every time you do it, you get mad with yourself for doing it. Because you know God knows sin feel good. That's the devil's trump card. Don't be trying to act like you don't like it. You like it, but you don't like what it does. You don't like the consequences. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Listen, if God, if God said, listen, you can get high all day long, you go right to heaven, y'all be smoking up in here. Be like, what? You see us? 
I got a bag in my purse. <laughs> Y'all, ooh, I feel that anointing on this side. I know you ain't smoking, but anyway. I thank God for deliverance, even if it was just two weeks ago. Hallelujah. Listen. He says in our flesh there is no good thing. So the very fact that we don't want to do it and we know it's hurting God's heart is a stamp that says that we are approved by God. Because it is the Holy Spirit that works in us to do his will. That it means that it, it, there's a process now y'all better help me so he says listen here's the process and we're going to close this message so he says I need your body and I need you not to be conformed to the world that word conform means this it means to comply with the standards the rules and the laws of a system it means that you've been getting your cues from a world system with laws and things that go on and you have been complying with these rules and these standards. See, see, a lot of us don't like the word submit, but and we don't understand what it means that to, to, to comply. But but you will comply to something. Right. I told my brothers this morning as I ministered in the prison, I said, I said, we we comply real quick and we don't know it but when I got locked up you, I, I learned what compliance meant see cause when you're out of compliance then they got to teach you compliance and so you go in fresh Dre and they, they quickly tell you you ain't fresh Dre no more you see 105567 Oh, and them clothes you got on, take them off. You dressing in this today. It's tan on Monday, tan on Tuesday, and on Friday it's tan too. Just keep the tan. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And because you don't want to comply, now you, oh, I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. You, you got, you got females and brothers alike sitting, cause the women locked up now, sending commissary to people in tan so they could get some fresh sneakers to go with their tan. Come on. And now your diet has changed. You could be vegetarian all you want. Four o'clock, you're going to eat this oatmeal. Ten o'clock, this bologna sandwich that's been sitting in the back for three weeks. And you're going to eat this dinner. You might fast for three days, but when hunger set in, that's going to be the best oatmeal you ever had in your life. You're going to comply. But we get delivered, we want to break compliance. Remember how it was when you first presented your body to Jesus as a living sacrifice? Because you ain't had nothing anyway. Because it's, it's not hard to sacrifice when you ain't got nothing. When you broke it already. When you came with no job. And was asking God to give you a job. And he opened the door for you. You was a sacrifice before the door opened. Soon as that door opened, Pastor, I got to work. <laughs> what? You was giving, you was tithing. 
you got a raise and your ties jump for ten dollars to a hundred he said i got to read study this tithing thing that's old testament <laughs> what so then you break compliance It done got quiet. I'm in the right spot now. Yeah, it done got real quiet right there. Because you don't want to comply to the rules of God. You don't want to be conformed to what God says. You want God. You and I, this ain't you. I do it too. God help us all. We want God to comply to us. I need you to do what I need you to do, God. Now, and we make these false promises. Come on, like God don't know we lying. And in His mercy and grace, He still opened the door for you anyway. He still bless us anyway. But 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 He says this as I close this wonderful message. He says, He says, don't don't conform to this world system. Stop. Watch what you look at, young people. Stop setting your standards. I'm not even gonna mess with y'all, but you know, before we was we would set our standards to Ebony Magazine. Jack, GQ, Oprah, Home and Garden. <laughs> That was our standard. We comply. What we see now, we comply. And our, we don't we don't change the culture. The culture changes us because of what we see. We we because we don't want to stand out and be holy. We want to be accepted, so we fit in. Yeah, yeah, We don't affect change. We let the change affect us. I'm preaching up in here. Y'all brothers, that's over 35. Y'all remember? You wouldn't catch us in those skinny jeans. That was a no-no. Brother ain't wearing no skinny jeans. It look feminine, number one. You can't put no money in the pockets, number two. But they start wearing them. And now you comply. And that's just clothes. I ain't gonna mess with y'all females. Cause y'all here look real nice. But back in the day, you had to really be really hustling, doing some type of stuff to get a weave. You know, you were special with a weave. You know, that wasn't every day, every week type of situation. That's special occasion. You know, you talking two hundred dollars a head, dude, sitting down for six or seven hours. <laughs> what? But you can't stay in church for longer than an hour and a half. Is he done yet? But you'll sit in a chair and let somebody braid your hair for four days. <laughs> that hairdo took four days. Ain't that the truth? You wear a hat for three days. I got to go back next week. (laughs) 
she had she had to have company. It was getting late. Y'all ain't saying that. Have your head done, and you trying to figure out how to go to work with a hat tilted to the side. Y'all better come on. I missed my call, and I should have been a comedian. But anyway, conform. And he says this. I don't want you to conform to that, but I need you to be transformed. This word transform means a dramatic change, a form and appearance. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, get, let's have a little church. I'm going to leave y'all in seven minutes. He said, he said if you're going to change your life, you need to change your mind. He said, if you're going to transform, God, God is going to be the transforming agent in your life, but I need you to change the way you think. Get your mind right. Tap your neighbor and say, get your mind right. See, if you want to have a thorough and a dramatic change, it's going to have to start in your mind. It cannot start in your pocket. Because there are plenty of people who have a lot of money who commit suicide. Because their mind wasn't right to receive that type of blessing. And, and God sent me here this morning to encourage Next Level to tell us that he's getting us ready for a blessing that is going to blow your mind. But before your mind gets blown, it has to get right. <laughs> he said, he said I'm, I'm working on the way you think about things. The way you think about giving. The way you think about praising. The way you think about... Because if I get your mind right, I'll get your money right. If I get your mind right, I'll get your praise right. Your attitude right. See, I got to change the way you think and the way you move. Because the way you are moving with an old mindset. If you keep doing what you keep thinking, you're going to keep getting what you kept thinking. Ah, but if I could get anybody to think like God. He said we could give us the mind of Christ so that we could have God ideas. Do, do you know you don't need a job. You need a God idea. If he could get you to think right about your health, your whole health will change. If he could get you to think right about your brothers and your sisters, your attitude and your relationships will change. If he could get you to think, somebody say you better start thinking different. Here's what it is. You need to download some new stuff. And you need to delete some files that have been popping up in your mind. The reason why you keep taking one step forward and two steps back is because as soon as you move forward, a pop-up comes to remind you of what you did last night. And it's going to take a while to get that stuff purged from your system. It's going to take a while to get them thoughts to be renewed so that you cast down every imagination and thought and bring it into the obedience of Christ Jesus. I'm trying to help us so that our mind can receive the type of heavenly download that God wants to deposit in your soul. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's about to deposit some stuff. I got to delete some files though. I got to delete some numbers. I got to delete some people. I got to delete some places. I got to delete some attitudes. I got to... You got to delete it so that God can put it in because if not, you're going to be walking around with a virus and you ain't got no protection. But the Holy Spirit said, I'll set up a wall of protection that's better than a Norton system. God will protect your mind. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is staying on me. He's trying to change our mindset. 
I didn't get delivered until I got delivered in my mind. When I started walking down K Street and stopped thinking about, oh, I wonder if they working. I wonder if they, and I started thinking about, God, you said I'm more than a conqueror. I don't have to fool. He said that no temptation that has come has will overtake me, but such is able. Oh, y'all better help me up in here. That I started thinking victory. I started thinking I'm more. I'm the head and not the tail. I started thinking I'm going to be a father to my children. I started thinking God's got something better for me. I started thinking I'm not going back to my old ways I started and when I started thinking I kept walking because I kept my mind on Christ and before I knew it my whole life changed I, I was dramatically transformed and I started walking by people and they start saying stuff like Dre is that you y'all better help me I, I, I can't believe that's you then they start saying stuff like is that your car is that your house is that your church is that your praise I said look at God Cause ain't nothing God can do better with a changed mind. We gotta have a changed mind. Have you start looking at the phone when it rings you? I thought I blocked that. Instead of the pop-up answer. Ooh, go ahead and answer that. It's been a while. It's been good for a while. He ain't never call you on the 31st. close this with Ephesians chapter 4 he said this so you don't think it's just there Paul continues and he gives us the verb of this whole text listen to what he says and then I'm going to sit down and take my seat it's my third close Ephesians chapter 4 listen to this amazing He says this. But you have not learned Christ. We all have learning curves. This is the process of transformation. You cannot put a timeline on somebody's change. But he says, you have not so learned Christ. Means I have to be willing to be taught. And I have to be willing to hear. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Here it is. That you put off concerning the former conduct. And the old man which grows corrupt according to this deceitful lust. I can't, I can't bring, y'all get into this theologic, theology class that we're going to start after the new year and I'll, I'll really be able to break this down for you. But do you know that there are lusts that are good? That not all lust is bad. 
that if you lust after the things of God, he, he told us to desire gifts. He told us to desire. He that desires the office of a bishop. He, he that desires. There are some godly lusts, but there are some deceitful lusts. He wouldn't have to pinpoint that. See, what? Here's, it just going to free somebody. What had you trapped deceives you. And you thought you couldn't live without it. Until you found out you could. So he said, he, 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 that, that man is growing corrupt by deceitful us. And he says this, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on a new man which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. He said, be renewed in the spirit of there, did you read that? In the in the what? In the spirit? Somebody say, my mind has a spirit. I know you thought you only had one spirit. But you don't got just one spirit. When he says the spirit of your mind means this. That your mind has a mind <laughs> Whoa. Your mind is bent towards certain things. The way you think about a certain thing, that all came from how you was brought up. And that's why you think like you think. But that doesn't make it right. That's why somebody can get, you can get offended by something I say and somebody don't even bother them. Because they don't think of it that way. That's why texting is dangerous. Because when we read a text, we don't just read a text. We try to discern the spirit of the text. Why is that letter big? Why are they yelling at me? And what do they mean straight? Okay. They didn't mean nothing by it. Right, right, right. But the way you've been taught thinking, now you don't want to come to church. Now you mad. And you won't call and get an understanding. You just go on the spirit of your mind. Tap your neighbor saying, you're crazy self. Because <laughs> I bet you if your boss sent you a text and said, we don't need you, you're going to say, let me call and see if that means today <laughs> or forever. <laughs> what? Somebody say, get your mind right. I thank God for his word. Give him praise. Give him praise. If you're not thinking like you used to think already, 
He had to reevaluate some stuff. And it's a hard place to be, and that's why he says, but you have to be a sacrifice. Because to give up the way we think, it, it may mean I have to change a whole lot of stuff about me. And we'd rather for everybody else to change so that we can continue being how we are. But we cannot go into 2020 with that type of vision. 2020 is the year of vision. The year of seeing what God said. And so God, I need you to renew my mind because I might have thought I heard some stuff from you. And I've conditioned my whole thought pattern on everything that I, that I bring across the way I think. It has to be filtered through how I think about a thing. And if I'm going to change anything, I need, to, I need to see it like you see it. So go ahead, God. Break down my system. And elevate your system. Because it's hard to do good to those who spitefully use you. And if I think you're doing me wrong, my flesh says I got to get you. But a new mind says I got to bless you. That I got to treat you good. Because if I'm treating you good and you're doing me wrong, it's like heaping coals of fire on your head. That I don't overcome evil with evil. That's a new way to think. It hurt God. Even though you liked it. It doesn't mean you don't like it. 